My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and yet very strategic choices that all of us can make in order to feel fully alive. Today in the studio is Dr. Tyler Swans, and I'm so glad that he is because he is my chiropractor. He has helped me become a better version of myself, but he also is making the world a better place through consulting, public speaking, life coaching, team leadership, and his favorite thing, being a dad. It's a pleasure being with him today because he is a scientist of sorts. He's a doctor of chiropractic care, and he helps us understand the power of these three words, taking a walk. He will demonstrate for us through science, through research, through his own experience and his own practice as he helps clients understand that simply taking a walk can transform their lives physically in regards to memory, creativity, mental health, on and on. Today's conversation reminds us that the simplest of choices can make the greatest impact in our lives. Listen in. You know, Tyler, even as we're taping this episode today, it is 71 degrees outside. Yesterday it was 25, and tomorrow who knows what it's going to be. Living in the Midwest is difficult, particularly (laughs) in light of these three words. Yes, these three words are take a walk. Take a walk. They seem so simple, and yet they resonate with me. Why you? I feel like there are so many people that present to my office with extremely complicated health problems, and oftentimes they're looking for a very complicated solution. And I think they lose their mind a little bit when I tell them, hey, I think that you would really benefit from and most of your health problems would go away if you would just take a walk every night. Really? You say that to clients? You say that to When applicable. Yeah, I say that all the time. And it doesn't have to be a big uh, endeavor. It can be 30 minutes. It can be, it can be, anything is better than nothing. And I think about my, my dad. So my dad, um, his dad passed away in his early 50s from a heart attack. He had already had his second heart attack by the time he was 52 years old. So um, that comes from a condition um, that is genetic. And so our blood, our Schwann's blood is very sticky, uh, meaning that the the triglycerides and the cholesterol that's in the blood, it's like the worst kind. And so a few years back, my dad got blood tested and he found, oh, I have my dad's, my grandpa, his dad, uh, the genetics. And so my dad said, you know what? I'm going to change some stuff. I'm going to not be locked into my genetics as my destiny. And I'm going to take in, in control of what's in my control. And the least I can do is I can walk every day. And to this day, like my dad, rain or shine, like Midwest, Ohio, like or not, <laughs> uh, vacation or not, like he is up before the sun and it takes pride that he digs his hour walk every single day. And I mean, without doing any other sort of workout regimen or tremendously changing his diet. I mean, from that point in time, he's like 30 pounds lighter and um, people come in all the time that haven't seen him in years. And you're like, dude, your dad looks amazing. How old is he? I'm like, he, at the time of this recording, you know, it's like he's 61, you know, and he looks great. He's svelte, you know, he's built. And uh, But I think it really, truly just that walk in every single day makes a big impact for him. Just checking in with you in the middle of this episode to ask you and invite you to subscribe to Three Words Podcast if you're enjoying the content that you hear. Thanks so very much. Now back to the episode. Wow. And so when you meet with patients and you tell them to do that, do they take your advice? 
Not a lot do, because oh, truly, no. like I said, like people underestimate the <clears throat> impact of boring, like uneventful recommendations done with extreme consistency over a long enough period of time. They'd rather have a highly intense intervention that can be taken passively for a short duration of time, expecting Herculean you know, results. But in reality, like just walk every single day and do that for like a couple of years and see where you are. Yeah. Dr. Tyler Swan's chiropractor. Yeah. And obviously you think deeply about health and wellness and so forth. As a life coach, and you are as one as well, I also think about happiness. I don't know if you've seen some of the latest research that has been done out of Harvard on studying who are the happiest people at 80 years old. Hmm. And I forget all the different uh, decisions and characteristics of those who are feeling actually happiest at 80. But a couple of them are first, zero smoking. Like no smoking at all. Secondly, very low consumption of alcohol. But the third one is they move every day. And so I think in many ways, not only is it going to be healthier, you're going to be happier because of this, if we take your advice, Dr. Swans, on taking a walk. And I've heard it said, and I don't know where I heard it said, uh, so I'm not going to claim it as my own, but that sitting is the new smoking. Right. And there's this thought that just sitting for hours and hours, which we tend to do in some of our occupations, you don't, <laughs> I do more of that right. uh, in my office, but it tends to be really debilitating to our, to our well-being because we really- sit so much. So I'm guessing even taking a walk, we could take a walk around our office. We could take a walk around the cubicles. We could just get up and move, and, and that's really what you're promoting today. For sure. If the antithesis of sitting is... Standing and walking, like we can do that as often as is uh, possible in our schedule. And walking has benefits that truly, like it breaks down to both like neurological and biomechanical levels. So there's this concept uh, known as the cross crawl mechanism. And so you have two, I know, just wait. This is amazing. So you have two lobes of your brain, the left, the left and the right hemispheres, and they have to talk, but they don't uh, cross over. The entire, the entire brain does not touch uh, one another. There's only a small portion in the very center of it called the corpus callosum. That is where the two sides talk. And those neurological uh, connections that allow for that communication by hemispheric uh, happens while you are a baby. And when you start to crawl and you start to uh, ambulate, and then when you're a toddler and you start to stand up and you start to walk, you're actually building and building many, many more bridges between the two sides. And what does that equate to as an adult is, you know, anybody that like, they, they're said to have like two left feet or they trip over everything, they're clumsy, you know, they're always getting hurt, like... Those are people that do not have good communication between their left and their right brains. Their brain can't talk to itself, much less the rest of its body. Uh, and so walking will help with that. Swinging the arms, you know, all these things, they develop better neurology. And then from a biomechanical standpoint, walking, like human, the human frame was meant to be upright and to walk. We just weren't meant to be sitting at a computer screen for eight hours a day. We were meant to be out in the world and ambulating and walking and to give you another, you know, million dollar word, uh, this word imbibition, which if you break it down just means to drink. So like imbibe, this process of imbibition, that's how your intervertebral discs get nutrition. So the discs that are in between bones that you hear people talk about, like slip discs and right, when right. their back goes out, like they need to be well hydrated in order to be healthy. And in order to be well hydrated, they have to get fluid from the blood into the central portion of the disc, but there's no direct blood supply. The only way that fluid gets from the blood supply into the disc 
is through imbibition, which happens during walking. So anything involving movement or motion of the spine creates a negative pressure on the inside of the disc, which draws fluid in, and then with the opposite motion, pumps out uh, neurobiological waste and gets it back out into the lymphatic system. So like taking a walk, like it seems really simple, but in reality, like you're building neurological connections, you're, you're helping your discs be healthy for longevity. Healthy neurology, healthy skeletal system, happiness, health and well-being, right. reversing genetics that is in the Swans family. Like this is really, really powerful advice. Yeah. Um, I'm also thinking in terms of another benefit. I find even creativity that sometimes just sitting and trying to think, or I'm working on a chapter of a book. You know, I'm working on a book, yes. trying to get this thing off the ground. And, but to be out walking and doing, sometimes my best ideas come when I'm in motion. And I think there's something uh, something to that. I, I also think that mental health. I, I heard it said uh, recently that sometimes the best thing you could do for mental health is first to get a good night's sleep and secondly, get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. And how many of our mental health challenges could be at least decreased or diminished simply by getting a good night's sleep, mm-hmm. taking a nap, laying down, and walking outside, even if it's cold. You know, I've heard it said that there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. So even in the winter, did I say that? I don't know. Did you? Because you love all that cold, yeah. you know, crazy, you know, adventurous, snowy kind of activity. But it's true in the sense that even in the dead of winter here in the Midwest, we can walk at least one time around the block mm-hmm. with some gloves and a hat and so forth. And so we don't want to. And you said your father does that. Oh yeah, every day he's mm-hmm. just out and about and moving and doing. So lots of benefits from taking a walk. Are there other benefits we've missed? I was going to say, there's only one other that uh, that I don't think we talked about, and that's memory. If you find yourself like having the word at the tip of your tongue and not being able to find it, or you find yourself misplacing things all the time, you feel like your memory is starting to go, like walking is one of the best things that you can do. In fact, um, there are actually people, and you'll find this funny, but there are people that compete to have like the world's best memory. They have to be able to memorize like hundreds of numbers into the number of pi or you know they are shown like an entire deck of cards and they can flip back every single card and they can name every card suit number everything throughout the entire deck or they they memorize hundreds of names and they repeat them back to you and when asked like how do you do that they they report that they're actually walking walking through their mind and they're visiting certain places that they made note of as they were going for a walk in their mind. Well, you can do that uh, physically as well in this realm, you know, in order to be able to improve your memory. And if you are taking a walk and every single time you take this path, you you hit a corner of a road, you you hang a left and you think, okay, I need to remember to grab the, the milk, the eggs, the bread, whatever at the store. And then every time you take that walk, you're probably going to think about milk, bread, and eggs for some random reason. And whether that is something that you need to remember or not, like now you've built a neurological neurological connection in your brain that, uh, that didn't exist before because of physically walking it out. I am so glad that I'm sitting in the studio with actually a real doctor because I'm a doctor, but not that kind of doctor. <laughs> you have all this insight that's really scientific and is based in research and is tremendously positive. Another thought that I had is, and I'm not sure if you've considered this, another benefit even is oftentimes, and we do this with our children, when they're escalating yeah. and when the mood is and the anger management needs to be, what's like, maybe we should take a walk. Maybe yeah. you should take a walk. Maybe I'll just take a walk. <laughs> uh, my wife, Teresa, is like, maybe I'll just take a walk, you know, because there's something about cooling down, clearing your head, 
regulating your emotions, dealing with anger, yeah. giving it time. You know, we did a, a recent episode, Say It Now. Maybe we shouldn't always say it right at that second. Maybe now is in the next hour, yeah. but maybe it's not this second. Maybe we need to take a walk first because there's times where just getting out, moving your body, clearing your head, processing your thoughts, examining your emotions, taking your emotional temperature could all be tied into taking a walk. I, I think the bigger picture, if we pull back the lens on this conversation and you reminded us of again, Tyler, is every choice counts. Every moment matters. We tend to devalue those choices and those decisions that seem too simple. Like that's too simplistic. Like I came to you as a doctor and you say, most of your health problems can disappear if you started taking a walk every day. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem realistic because it doesn't, like surely it can't be that easy. And yet it is. There's a lot of decisions we can make that if we do them consistently, you said this earlier, if it's consistent, like if I just took a walk once a year, the benefits are not going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Take a walk once a year. No, but if we do whatever these positive choices are, taking a walk being one of them, over and over and over and over again, it becomes a rhythm, it becomes a habit, it becomes a routine, and then it becomes a lifestyle that has all these benefits for us. So thanks for reminding us of this specific choice, but then also the value of choices, consistent choices in general. It's great being with you today, Tyler. Great being here. 